0: things we dig oh yes it's
1: things we dig and you might too welcome to the things we dig podcast
2: where we talk about pop culture and bullshit on today's episode hey i liked it just as much the second time so it was easy to fake it jumanji was the
0: shit i loved it
3: dylan you son of a bitch Whoever
4: created that cartoon definitely smoked the gun. You're believing,
1: Alex. All right,
4: welcome to another episode of Things We Dig. As always, I'm Chris Fig, and I'm here with my good friends. Hey, this is Alex. And Steve.
2: Yo, this is Dave. Hey, guys, it's Chris.
4: So we're going to do a little bit of a lightning round uh, to start things off. In honor of Women's Month, we are going to name our favorite female superheroes. I'll go first, and I will say mine is Storm from the X-Men. Beautiful. Halle Berry, all the way. I was thinking more of the 90s X-Men cartoon, but Halle Berry is cool, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to say Storm is dope, um, but let's, you know, shout out to uh, Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, shout out. I can take that. I see that. I like the one I was gonna throw out there, which is uh, maybe a little bit of a curveball. I guess she's kind of bad. Sometimes she's good, but Catwoman, meow.
4: She plays that anti-hero pretty well.
1: Yeah, that line they ride, you, you know, know. The anti-hero. Ride. They can do good, I guess, but they, al- they always have their own like ulterior agenda going on.
3: Lightning round, fellas.
4: <laughs> Not so lightning, right guys? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's ever short
3: with us. All right, damn.
4: Steve, Chris.
3: Yeah, I got to jump on that Wonder Woman, uh, the Wonder Woman
2: train, dude. My man. Uh, I'm going to go with Mystique. She's a badass. She kind of played both sides, whatever was best for her at the time. I like that.
1: Who's the most powerful, though? Is Jean Grey stronger than Wonder Woman? I guess, mm-hmm. right?
4: Uh, no, Wonder Woman would whoop Jean Grey's
1: ass. Uh, what about the Dark Phoenix
4: Jean Grey? Wonder Woman is practically a god though. I mean, Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix is very powerful, but I just think she'd be- I feel like she
1: could just pick Wonder Woman up and be like, dink, dink, and like pull her limbs off while she's in the air, like- suspended. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Say the Scarlet Witch is like the most powerful mutant. So she'd probably kill-
0: All those. I I mean, this I learned from the Zack Snyder cut and we're not talking too much about that, but that Wonder Woman is stronger than most of her other family members and stuff. Like she's like part god.
4: Yeah. yeah. he has the blood of the old gods, is why she's, she's- more powerful than I mean, because you see, I mean, no spoilers, but even in the old, you know, original 2017 Justice League, you know, she can match up against Steppenwolf, where the
0: other Amazonians just she's different. Chris, did you tell us yours? Oh, you said Mystique. That's mm-hmm. right. Mystique, sorry.
2: Yeah. I did mine lightning round style. Yeah. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, me too. Can we?
0: (laughs) So what's up with uh, Godzilla King of Monsters?
4: Yeah, I just recently watched the Godzilla King of Monsters and Kong Skull Island. Both were pretty good. I mean, I'd rather of them focus more just on the monsters, but I guess they had to have a a human element to it, which eh, I'd rather see Godzilla whooping ass or King Kong whooping ass rather than the human aspect of it. Wasn't really a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, what is that Pacific Rim or something? Are those movies kind of, they dive into more big bots just kicking ass and beating up each other, you know, instead of actual like acting.
2: I was actually looking for something to watch on Netflix yesterday and blew through the entire first season of that Pacific Rim anime. And uh, it was pretty good. It was definitely, definitely hit a lot of the anime tropes, I would say. So if you don't like anime, you probably will not like it but if you do it was pretty dope the action was solid i can't wait for season 2 is yeah, you know, it cool. based
1: off of the anime or is the anime based off of the movie
2: the anime is based off of the movie and it takes place, uh, no spoilers, in Australia as like, uh, the kaiju basically take, like uh, like Australia gets lost. Like the government, they can't hold it against this shit. Follows a group of people who get left behind in Australia during the occupation of like the those fucking crazy ass monsters. Have I I, like, I mean, them? I like that a lot. I like the idea. On yeah, network- I was uh,
1: randomly on YouTube and I stumbled upon I was just trying to see if Rick and Morty, like if there's any teaser trailers for it coming back or anything like that. And uh somebody created an anime, like a whole anime episode of Rick and Morty. It's like a short episode, but it's really awesome. I suggest you all check it out, man.
0: Anime is anime. I, I haven't really given anime a go. I, I appreciate it and I love it and I have no beef with it, but I just
1: I was um, never really into I don't anime know shit about anime at all. Animaniacs, on the other hand.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey. <laughs> Time for
1: Animaniacs. Da, it's cute and yeah, yes. da, 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 da. Well, Bill Clinton plays the sex. <laughs> what was your favorite segment on Animaniacs?
2: I can't remember yeah, these. I can't remember specific plot points. So that movie. I remember uh,
1: Pinky and the Brain was like... I was like going to say
4: Pinky and the Brain for me.
1: And then yeah. also uh, the pigeons. Do you remember the three pigeons? They were like Italian. <laughs> Wait, were those not their own cartoons? in the brain. They did get their own cartoon, but it was a spinoff from anime. It's like
0: Action League Now. It's like a group of cartoons, but had different. It was like a it was segment. A Kablam! Kablam! Ka-blam.
1: Oh, Ka-blam. Ka-blam dude. oh, sorry,
0: Kablam had Action League Now, and like um... and then
1: Action League Now, I do believe got its own show eventually though too.
2: I could be wrong, but... Dude, what was the Kablam skit where it was like the alien and he would be like doing crazy...
1: Prometheus and Bob, dude. Prometheus and
2: Bob, dude. (laughs) I loved those, man. And Bob would always just be fucking shit up for Prometheus
1: and he'd be like, no, stop it. Think of how trippy that cartoon truly was.
4: I, I was going to say, whoever created that cartoon definitely smoked the ganja, or did <laughs> or Oh, yeah,
0: completely. It was uh, it was claymation or stop motion or whatever yeah. they did. We were talking about that the last pod, about how time sensitive that is, like how it takes forever.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. But it was probably like shorts,
0: s- man.
3: Probably pretty similar to th- probably the uh, same creator as a robot chicken or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder. Just that that stop and go like Gumby.
2: Gumby, Dude, man, great show. My apologies for not shouting out all these amazing shows last time we talked about this shit. God, no. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I mean, could go forever.
2: So with the we're, the Snyder Cut as of us recording this just came out this morning, so we haven't all seen it. So we're gonna keep it a little bit spoiler free. But I want to talk about the idea of like the Snyder Cut is successful. It seems critically and from the people I've talked about. What do you guys think the impact is of like people being able to demand remakes or even studios wanting to do remakes now that this could be like a commercial success and make them money? Or do you think uh, this shit will just be like they did the Snyder Cut and that's it and in other movies it won't happen?
4: Mm-hmm. But I think if people came together and really wanted like a Justice League 2 or just continuing, you know, the Snyderverse, you know, with these characters, I feel like if enough fans came together, we could make that happen. Someone had mentioned Star Wars, the sequel trilogy of you think they would ever just completely get rid of that and, you know, do a reboot.
0: There was a story I researched that basically said there's an idea of There's Star Wars Legends, I'm throwing air quotes in the air right now, that they can take, that there's different Star Wars canon out there that they threw as Star Wars Legends that's kind of different or not in the same dimension. So they have had talks that they could take the three prequels and basically throw that into an alternate dimension called Star Wars Legends and then basically go back and remake those based huh. on how George Lucas wanted it. But I don't think that would happen because Disney is a beast. I don't know too much about that, but uh, going back to
3: what your point was, Fig, uh, I don't think it's so much about listening to the fans, but the studios should give the directors their uh, creative control. Right. To let them do what they want. That's why you got you got directors like David Fincher who haven't done a movie in... A, he hasn't done a movie in quite a long time before Mank, just mm-hmm. because he only agrees to do movies if he has that 100% control. But that's
1: uh, a crazy thing, like what you're saying, Steve. Like so many t- Times with you'll see these projects and uh, certain directors will be involved and you get really excited and then it's going on forever and then you get the news that they just went their separate ways or whatever and then they bring in somebody else where you're like oh man like this is probably not going to be as great now it always makes you wonder what truly happens if it's just the creative control of the actual studios over that director where the director just walks or mm-hmm. there's just like whatever get out of here you know but I think that's what a lot of people complained about with Disney was it seemed like there was too many. Heads given their
0: cooks in the kitchen, it
1: didn't just stick to a storyline, you know what I mean? So it got a little sloppy and seemed like there was a lot of open ended storylines that they just never summed up.
0: um... It was sad. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Zack Snyder, I guess his daughter died. She passed away while they were filming
1: oh. Justice
0: League. So that is a big reason why he left. So not I did. I always think like maybe there was that factor where he just couldn't, and they had somebody take over, and it bombed. And then he yeah. came back and was like, "Look, guys, I had it. I have a vision. I want to finish it." And they're kind of like, "Ah, we feel bad for you, you know. Given the circumstances, you know, you didn't just leave or suck like." He had some serious family issues.
1: It didn't do that great, obviously. The no, first it was Justice League. So I feel like them as a studio, especially like there was a big demand from, like Vig said, like the fans. They That's what really made it happen was they just kept like demanding the Snyder Cut. And originally, I think they denied that it even like was out there. And then when they revealed like it's out there and we're going to release it. I think they even might have had Henry Cavill fucking say it like on a Zoom meeting or something, man. And people went insane when that happened. But
4: it's crazy to think now, because like you said, you're like, oh, this doesn't exist. And it was just years have gone by. And you're like, what what does that even mean? The Snyder cut, like a director's cut, like, is that going to be that much different? And, you know, me being one of the people on our pod who've seen the whole thing, it's a drastically different movie in a good way, I would say. No spoilers. But and you just think to yourself, you're like, why did they go this direction with Zack Snyder having all that footage? He did a few reshoots, which in the movie you can tell what the reshoots are. This whole movie and had this whole vision, and it was just so much better, not just visually, because Zach Zack Snyder does, you know, really great visuals, but just the overall story arc just fit better. And it wasn't rushed.
3: Yeah, they originally uh, hired Joss Whedon to just finish the movie and they thought they were going to just finish uh, Zack Snyder's vision, but they ended up just kinda putting out brand new product. Yeah, it has a
0: very, um, the new version has a very, or somebody was saying has that very 300-esque cinematography to it, which makes sense. I just looked it up. I didn't realize Zack oh, Snyder yeah. did 300. <laughs> yeah, we're, supposed, we're supposed to be movie buffs, dude. I <laughs> edit that out i know all Zack snyder movies um,
1: <laughs> what's your favorite one
3: 300
0: <laughs> there you go come, come on down in the dead
1: you're believing alex <laughs> you're doing it alex <laughs>
3: Snyder cut things real quickly. They also say there is an air cut, right? Of uh, Suicide Squad. But do you think something like that would even make a difference? Do we need more of Leto's Joker?
2: I
0: hope I hope not. Like I feel like we were saying, and Chris started it, will we see more of this? And and I, I see good things and bad, where it's just like every director now is going to come out. There's the director's cuts, but where every director is going to be pissed at their production company and be like, put sign a petition, get on Reddit. I want the the original version, you know? I want the uh, the OG. I mean, I'll, I'll take George Lucas' version of Star Wars, but any day.
1: I would take that too, man. George, George Lucas heard. with like Filoni and Favreau at the helm
2: of a new trilogy. That'd be dope. What you guys were saying about the trilogy, I don't think they will redo that just because the amount of time and money and merchandise and shit like that is out there. But I could see them completely peeling away from the sequels and the fact that they won't really like... like they'll just go in a completely different direction and they'll just be kind of treated as like the redheaded stepchild. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. But I don't I see, see them
2: retconning and redoing them or releasing a different version of them at all. Unfortunately, as much as I would love to see it because I mean, I like parts of the sequels, but them as a whole, isn't the greatest, but the, I would the, like to see them just go to a, a different time in the star Wars galaxy yeah. or a different area or, and just go off in a whole new direction and show us some new stories like the new, like the comic books and the books and stuff. Stuff are doing they essentially one...
1: could like retcon it not officially, but in the sense that the timeline from that trilogy from the first movie to the last was very condensed, it didn't happen over like years or anything in the
0: yeah, you know, timeline. Well, of the, the second so they
1: could just make it a blip in the timeline and just. Move on well, one that. thing they
0: said was cool is that when Rey in the Last Jedi saw her reflection or saw herself as a, a Sith, is that George Lucas's version, to my knowledge, the villain would have been Darth Maul, and Yo, he would have yes. had he would have had a Sith woman. What if you know they had an alternate version where Rey was the Sith and uh, Kylo was the hero, um, where it was flipped? If they did like a what if? But then again, it's it's too much and Disney's invested so much into Star Wars that they're not gonna they're not it gonna switch it. It would
1: have been badass to see Finn get deeper with like his force sensitivity. Like if he just like all of a sudden was super badass. I saw somewhere too. It could have been still can. It could have been fake but i saw somewhere it was like originally they were gonna say mark hamill like i think jj abrams wanted it to go in the direction uh that mark hamill when he was on octu was like seriously guiding ray through the force and that's why i heard the force came on so strong through her and that's why she was able it would have summed up easily why she was able to like do the things she could do with zero to little training you know what i mean Like he was projecting his force presence onto her, almost guiding her without her knowing until she comes to him with like the lightsaber at the end of the first movie, which I think that makes a lot more sense to me, man. I don't know.
2: Yeah. That would have been sweet. And then seeing Finn and his force sensitivity actually be like confirmed and explained and maybe explored in the movies would have been way doper. But I also think the ending could have been so sick if it would have been like Rey fall almost falls to the dark side, but like redeems herself by sacrificing herself or whatever. And then like Ben Solo comes out of it as like a light side fucking Jedi at the end. That would have been so sick, but they just, I don't know, man.
1: Sometimes I feel like yeah. Ryan Johnson came on and just wanted to like make it a point to do his own thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I he went for it, but- yeah. I don't think a lot of people were too happy with the second movie. I did like Yoda, though, being in it. That was pretty cool.
4: I like that it was classic Yoda, too. I mean, I love the Yoda from the prequels, but Yoda from, you know, the OG series. Because that's the Yoda you saw with Luke. He
1: died like that, too. So it was pretty cool to see, like, that made sense, kind of, you know.
4: I'm wondering if, you know, Chris, you were saying this about them not redoing it, but a lot of people say that the Clone Wars animated series saved the prequels movies because the prequels for a long time. I I know us, you know, we like them, but a lot of fans we all know aren't very fond of the prequels series. But when the Clone Wars came out and it just adds so much stories with Anakin and Obi-Wan and, you know, their time in the Clone Wars. Do you think there is a chance for maybe an animated series or comic book series that could make the sequel
2: trilogy better? I think that they could fix parts of it like that. Like, they're about to do the Andor series, which I guess isn't really going to tie in with the sequel series. That's more a Rogue One thing. But for... There's just a lot of decisions that were made in the sequel series that I just don't understand. And I don't think fleshing out like there wasn't really like a war going on too hard it seemed like the resistance was kind of on the down and out the whole time and yeah i don't i just don't know how you'd bring it back like the prequel series were dope there was a dope-ass war going on between you know like a droid army and a clone army and the jedis were involved and there's all this Mm -hmm. intrigue and but uh with the sequel series it really wasn't a whole lot of that it just seemed like they jumped from plot point to plot point a lot
0: true I mean, hopefully it could be a good thing that the, like, The Last Jedi was so short of a timeline, like, cause the Clone Wars, that, that spanned like 10 years in one movie, while like The Last Jedi was like a span of three days. So maybe they did that so they could kind of just forget about it if they wanted to and just say, oh, that happened really quickly. Let's, I think with the new
4: series that are coming out on Disney Plus, you know, The Mandalorian obviously is a hit, the Ahsoka series and the other series that they announced. I think that, could be enough star wars it's good like the mandalorian for people to kind of forget the sequel trilogy i mean like you guys said there's parts of it that i do like but at the same time i wouldn't care for them
3: to reboot it i just would be like let's move on i'd say i think uh I, i don't really think they're focused on these prequels or the sequels anymore i think they're just focused on these new series the endor series and all these movies coming out i think the the prequels are done yeah and without saying the the one thing that always
1: slips my mind but then we start talking about star wars is the goddamn obi-wan series man it's gonna be so sick i cannot wait for that shit the book of boba fett too that's gonna
3: be awesome man.
2: yeah
4: Steve, when you said prequels, did you mean sequels?
3: You said that, prequels and sequels.
4: Oh, yeah. Like just, well, I mean, the Obi Wan series, it's kind of in the prequel era, right? It's like five yeah. years after.
0: Like, like and we've got Endor
3: coming out, but Endor is actually like a prequel to Rogue One. And the Acolyte will be like, 200 years prequel. So good. So, what's what's interesting, uh, I don't know if it's just a rumor, but they say uh, uh, George Lucas is writing for a couple episodes of the Endor
2: series. Yeah, I heard that. I do agree with what Fig said that, like, I, I think all these new shows and the high quality of them and the hype and, and everything is going to get people past, like, the kind of slump of the sequel series. I mean, everyone loves the fucking Mandalorian, you know. Like, my wife isn't huge into Star Wars, and she loves the Mandalorian and couldn't wait for the next episode. And a lot of people, I I don't talk with Star Wars a lot about it. You just hear it everywhere. So I do think, like, they're over that hill almost. And as long as the content stays hyped and, and that well, then...
0: Oh, yeah. It wasn't like Grogu or Baby Yoda was the one of the biggest things like they could have done. Their their merchandise is through the roof. Every other person I see has a Grogu shirt on.
1: Do you think when they were uh, filming and brought in that character, though, that they felt like they were taking a big risk? Like, did they? I wonder if That's they right, felt yeah. like people weren't going to accept a puppet, like an animatronic character again, like the original almost yeah. Star Wars. But
4: I think they knew he was going to be a hit, which is, is a good thing because, you know, Chris, like you said, my fiance, Melissa, liked Star Wars, but she didn't really care too much. But she would get mad if I would even attempt to watch the new episode without her. And she fucking loves Baby Yoda, man. Like she had <laughs> a Baby Yoda sweater. I bought her a Baby Yoda stuffed animal for her birthday or Valentine's day, whatever. And yeah, I mean, they knew that character was gonna draw people in.
1: And I think a lot of people too, like myself, I went in with absolutely zero expectation. And when I saw Mandalorian, I was like, uh, this will probably be like
2: cool, but I didn't think it would be as cool as what it was. And for the record, me and Fig both watched those episodes without telling our wives, and then rewatched Ooh. them all the time, and acted like it was Figured <laughs> is out, man.
4: Uh, yeah, I did that quite often. Cause most times I could not wait dude. like, just, yeah. uh, she tells me all the time. She's like, you have no patience. Cause last night, like I said, I watched the Snyder cut and she wanted to watch it. Came on <laughs> at midnight and she was just like, you're going to watch the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to watch a good amount of it. So <laughs> like, why can't you just wait? I'm like, you have, you just have no idea of. The zero willpower
0: I have to wait. She's like, and watch. you can sleep on the couch tonight. Yeah. I was like, I'll
4: watch the whole thing on the couch tonight.
0: <laughs> well, what is it when you do it, and you're like, oh, I'll wait to watch it with you, and then you go to Netflix or Hulu, and it'll have it as watch it again, yeah. and you're I don't like, know watch what it, happened, babe.
2: I, yeah. I must have accidentally push play last night. Yeah, like,
0: oh, I gave the account to somebody
2: else. Yeah. They
1: probably watched it. You're uh, like, text me. You're like, Dave, you have to take this one. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs>
2: so you were watching. I gave you my login, dude. So- <laughs>
0: They're like, what's up? Uh, I'm watching The Mandalorian right now. Sorry. And I'm like, yeah. You uh, Alex me? gave
2: me his login. Dave actually was at my house one day when we watched an episode of The Mandalorian before I could watch it with my wife. So was... She's like, um, I'm the bad influence. Hey, I liked it just as much
1: the second time, so it was easy to fake it. For all of you guys that have wives on this podcast, blame it on Dave. I, don't, I do not give a fuck. <laughs> Use that excuse before and I will again. <laughs>
0: just don't
1: give up um going back to zach the snyder cut i was kind of thinking is there anything else you guys can think off the top of your head where there's been somebody who was supposed to release something or it just never happened like it it made me think of uh dr dre releasing detox oh it's been rumored forever since like the early 2000s and You always think it's going to happen. I remember we even took a trip to LA and we went to uh, i forget where we were, but we uh, saw like some shop just had some t-shirts and it literally had Dr. Dre detox. And he was releasing singles at the time. And we got Miguel the shirt and it says like detox coming like whatever year it was like 2012 or 2013. (laughs) That shit still hasn't dropped. It probably never will drop either. I hope it does. They say he's in the studio now working and, uh, If he dropped it and then all the songs over the year leading up, like if he just did like a play, I feel like it was
0: Compton that came. Well,
1: to do like the chronicles leading to detox, like all the shit he thought about putting on detox, because there's people that say he has brilliant shit all throughout this time period. If he would release that, man, I think I might jizz my pants and die happy. You know what I'm saying? But probably won't ever happen.
3: So, what was the question? (laughs)
1: Like, if there's anybody that you're into (laughs) where. Like the Zack Snyder cut, how we didn't think it existed, but we knew like there was rumors of it and then it came out. Like, is there anybody else that you are you know of or that you're into where it was a project that was started or rumored that you were just like super hyped about and then it just never came to fruition?
3: For me, uh, Lil Dicky. Uh, he was supposed to release his second album, but uh, like years and years and years ago, I think his his uh, first uh, album came out. Professional rapper came out like 2014, I think it was. It's an awesome album too. Yeah, it's fantastic. And he was also he was supposed to have the follow up, but uh, it never came out. And he keeps saying next year, next year, this year, this year. And
1: have you uh, watched his show, Steve? Yeah,
3: fantastic.
0: It's actually really good. Yeah, that's hilarious. That show was. I can't. I hope there's a season two.
1: The first time I ever heard Little Dicky, uh, Shane, a friend to the podcast, shout out to Shane. But uh, he uh, put it on. He's like, "You gotta listen to this guy. You'll really like him." And it's the professional rapper song with Snoop. And it starts, and he's like, "Uh, "Hi, my name's Dave Bird." And I literally thought he said Dave Bird. And I was like, "Holy shit! Does this guy have my name?"
4: (laughs) Yeah, what I was gonna say about uh, the Little Dicky show, which is titled Dave. I didn't think it was gonna be as deep as it was. I thought it was gonna be like a slapstick kind of comedy show. I didn't really know too much about it, but essentially it's just about his life, the upcoming of, you know, a rapper being who he is. He's, you know, a Jewish kid from, I believe it's Philadelphia, right? He's from Mm -hmm. the Philly area. And But the show is really good. Like Steve, you're saying, like, not only is it funny, but it touches on a lot of like interesting topics and just it gets deep in some points. You're like, damn, Dave. I like that uh,
1: Cheeto Santino is on it as well.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, If you're a fan of Lil Dicky and you've not seen the show check out dave hopefully season two is coming soon hopefully his second album coming
2: soon yeah mine's a little bit different man i'm gonna go into the video game realm here motherfucking half-life 3 dude half-life 2 and half-life 2 episode 1 and 2 were so sick ended on such a cliffhanger not gonna spoil it here even though it was so long ago. And there's been (laughs) so many rumors and so much shit about Half-Life 3, and I just don't think it's ever going to happen. But if it did, it would blow everyone's fucking minds. I just want to see the end of the story, man. I want to play more of it. Half-Life 2 is one of my top three games of all time probably
0: half-life was really cool i mean still is an og computer game i think half-life like one of the first person shooters just was gnarly
4: uh going off of your question dave i don't know if this is a project that started and never got finished but i know as a passion project for peter jackson he's doing a let it be beatles documentary Dang, uh, supposed to be releasing on Disney Plus soon, and it's like I believe 50 hours of you know unseen footage of the Beatles making the Let It Be album, which yeah. should be really cool. I know all of us here are are pretty big Beatles fans, and also Peter Jackson is directing it, so it should be pretty dope.
2: Peter Jackson, if you have not seen his other documentary, They Shall Not Grow Old, it's amazing for anyone out there. It's a World War One documentary, but they take the old footage and put it, they slow it down so it looks like normal normal footage and make it all into color and nice. uh, it will blow your mind so not to switch gears a little bit what is the name again they shall not grow old
0: they shall not grow old doesn't
1: they shall not grow old sound like a pretty badass band name
0: yeah <laughs> Sounds like a emo band from 2000 yeah totally <laughs> um, going I know we didn't we're talking a lot about it but I mean the biggest one for me of what David was saying is is Avatar I mean Avatar came out yeah. such a long time ago and was one of a kind 3d all this and we kind of forgot and it was cool it was like great that was a great movie and then it was like oh now he keeps talking and talking like sequels are gonna come out and i'm amazed that they've waited this long and they're planning on releasing like four or five more movies at least it sounds like but i've never seen a gap this big waiting for a movie am i
1: wrong or was avatar at the time like the budget was it one of the biggest of all
2: time to make that movie probably also, just retook the spot for the highest-grossing film of all time because they keep like re-releasing it in, I think, international markets, and so it just went back. Like Avengers: Endgame had taken it from Avatar, and I think within the past couple of weeks, Avatar just took it back from Avengers: Endgame. So
1: oh like, damn! Really? Are they
2: doing it just to get the record? I I would I'm say sure. yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't. That's just my feeling. I have nothing to base it off of. <laughs>
4: I'm supposed to go to Disney World in October or maybe November we're going to go. But I'm super stoked to go to the Avatar World Pandora in the Disney Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah. That looks so dope, dude. It looks, wow. I mean, the creators who did that are just, give them kudos, man. It, it looks amazing.
0: That ride looks wild, too. Yeah, shout out to my mom, Joanne. She got to go on that ride. And she's not really a big ride fan, Avatar fan, but she was blown away by it. Nice. I mean you got to do fig you got to do the the Star Wars ride that just came out. And I mean that's supposed to be just as immersive as Avatar.
4: Oh yeah. The I got lucky because right before the pandemic hit, I got to ride the Rise of the Resistance ride at Disneyland. And dude, that ride is by far my favorite ride I've ever been on. Like, you know, not including roller coasters, which is a very different experience. But yeah, the Rise of the Resistance is a 15-minute just absolute freaking joy to be on, especially if you're a Star Wars fan.
1: Isn't it interactive from the very beginning too? Like while you're waiting in line and stuff, you're not just kind of like bored standing there. Well, the line is is a pretty typical line, but when
4: you first start it, it's, it's honestly like you're hopping onto a movie and you're part yeah. of part of the star wars world where the cast you know in it they really have to like be legit or else it's going to take the experience away from people you know so you get on the resistance and you know they have to do their thing and then also to the first order the people you know not to give spoilers away but there's first order that you you encounter which they did a great job too acting as if they're actually you know members of the first order so it's legit it's a legit ride for sure
2: Disney Plus has the imagineering story. It's a documentary on there. And they have an episode where they go into making that new Star Wars ride, which is extremely dope to see everything that went into do it and the new technology that they yeah. I guess would create, I would say, to make it happen. So And Avatar too, right? Yeah. They talk about that. Don't remember, but possibly.
4: But going back to what you're saying, Chris, Disney Plus has a lot of great documentaries on just the behind the scenes of not only rides, but just how movies are made, Pixar, and just
0: everything.
1: Did you guys all watch that Imagineering series? It was yeah, really-
0: that's what we were talking about. Yeah. I know, but
3: did everybody watch it? Yes, sir. I
0: did. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that was the first thing oh, I watched Steve on didn't. Disney Plus.
3: I did, but it's been on my list for a while. But I did watch that Six One Six, David, episode one. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, it's really cool, man. I've seen little YouTube skits of that uh, that Japanese Spider-Man before, but I didn't know the story.
1: I had no idea about it at all. It was very interesting. I need to watch uh, more of the episodes. That's the only one I've watched so far. And what is this
4: uh, Six One Seven
1: series about? I think it's just different Marvel-like things. Like That was the first episode. I honestly don't remember, but there's a... It's like a whole season. And uh, there's a few episodes. I don't know exactly how many. But yeah, the first one is just touching on the Japanese Spider-Man and how it was pre internet and they didn't think it would ever get acknowledged in America at all. And as long as it was going to make Marvel money over there, they're like, just take Spider-Man and like do your own thing basically. And it looked like a pretty sick show. It makes me honestly want to watch all of it.
0: I was typing in Japanese spider thinking it would say Spider-Man and the first thing said Japanese spider crab. <laughs>
1: I'd much rather see a hero called the Spider-Crab, the Japanese
4: Spider-Crab. That's awesome. <laughs> Spider-Crab. Spider-Crab. <laughs> Do you guys want to hop into a, a movie quote game? Do you have any movie quotes for us to guess this week?
3: All right, yeah. So welcome to the uh, next round of our movie game segment. This is another one of the movie quotes. i the host for this one, Steve. And let's, uh, let's check out these guys. So Chris, uh, if they were to make a movie about yourself, who would they cast as yourself? I would say,
4: I don't know if he's in the, in the movie business still, but Wilmer Valderrama from that 70s show, I got a lot growing up that I look like him. So Wilmer, if you're still out there, man, if you ever want to play me, go for it. I see the resemblance.
3: Good choice. Can I throw
1: so, out a an answer for Fig there? I think as a as a B roll <laughs> actor, in case <laughs> Wilmer was like, "Fuck it, I don't want to accept that." Mr. Mario Lopez,
3: perhaps. Ooh, that's Ooh. a good one.
4: Damn, Dave. Little. You think Mario Lopez would play me? Yeah, that's. uh I'll take Mario fucking Lopez. <laughs> New
3: Diamond Phillips.
4: <laughs> Growing up, people used to call me Richie Valens because I look like Lou Diamond Phillips. Wow. <laughs>
2: Chris
3: K. Chris, are you uh, Team Evans, Team Hemsworth, or Team Pine?
2: Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with Hemsworth, man. He seems like a dude I could uh, crack a beer with. Go surfing. I'm into it. Yeah, he's good
3: choice. Totally I think I'd go the same.
2: I'm a straight man, but he's extremely good looking. <laughs> <laughs> that, he is, that he is.
3: Dave. Dave, you're a fan of the uh, superhero movies. Uh, if you were a superhero, what would your power be? Uh,
1: happy to be here, Steve. And I think my super power would be, uh, I
3: think I would want super healing, like uh, Wolverine. That's a good choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. always a classic. Uh, Al, good luck this round. All right, so let's get started.
0: <laughs> I, feel, I feel honored. <laughs> the honor's all mine, Steve. <laughs>
3: Uh, five quotes this time and a point for movie, point for character, or point for the actor if you know it. Alright, so uh, good luck. So here's number one. Hey guys. Wow. Big old son. Huh? Alright. Well, see you later. Dumb and dumber. Lord Christmas.
1: That's
3: okay. good. Actor? Oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Alright. Dave with a swoop. We got two for Fig and one for Dave. Alright, let's go on to quote number two. Dylan, you son of a Bitch. <laughs> Arnold
4: Schwarzenegger, Predator. I don't know his character's name in that
0: movie. Um, i
2: space. Frank,
0: Frank Dutch, Frank, Dutch. Classic
3: Dutch Predator.
2: Ah. Uh, uh, I am terrible at this. <laughs> All, right.
3: <laughs> All right, that's two more for Fig and another for. Uh, oh, that's it. Just two more for Fig. Yeah, nice. Two more for fig. <laughs> All right, this third one's a little more difficult, uh, maybe a little obscure, but some of you guys might get it. So uh, she says, where are his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. My girl, I don't know her name, though,
4: in the the movie. But she's talking about Macaulay Culkin's character. That's right. You
3: know the actress?
1: And he's getting stung by bees.
0: Oh, no. That's so sad.
1: I know. That was probably one of the saddest things I saw in a movie as a young kid, honestly. Yeah, that was 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 pretty
3: sad. sad. Yeah, the actress would be Anna Anna Klumsky. Anna Klumsky. Okay. I don't know if that's Chomsky. I don't know how to say her name. All right, we got two more. The next one is: there are certain rules one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie.
1: Uh, that's a uh, scream. Is it and Seth uh, What's his name?
3: No,
4: no, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Jamie Kennedy, that's right. I forget
4: Very similar to
0: Seth Green. I forget
4: right. his character. Let's now.
0: just edit that yeah, out, um, <laughs> and I'll go scary movie with uh, Jamie Kennedy. Uh, Well, for money, I got the movie name wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what was the movie?
1: Scary
2: movie. (laughs) Scary. Did I say scary movie? (laughs) Scary movie. I thought that was a joke. That could work.
3: All right, so we pretty much already know our winner, but uh, let's go with the last one. You never start with the head, the victim gets all fuzzy. Oh, uh, it
0: was the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, right? You said. character we'll get a point uh the
1: joker and heath ledger oh two points for day
3: <laughs>
0: oh wait we said heath ledger <laughs>
3: there you go but a point for the joker all right so uh yeah i'll tally up the points uh chris you're looking uh, a little lonely down there i <laughs> was not tallying up them Went,
4: uh, last week to come for the crown Can
1: I get? I know Fig got it he went for the head on that but I did come in okay.
2: a sweet number two if I do say so myself yeah
3: definitely winner this time is definitely Chris Fig new champ, new champion town
2: yeah, I would consider myself a film buff and I just suck dick at this game <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: alright so I
4: have a, a one has to go I would say he's probably all of ours favorite comedians slash actors R.I.P. Robin Williams so I'm going to do three of his movies. One has to go Jumanji, Hook, or Mrs. Doubtfire. One has to go and why?
2: Damn, those are all good movies for different reasons, but I'm going to have to go with Jumanji, man. I loved it. It was great as a kid. I actually liked the sequels a little bit too, not going to lie. But just, <laughs> dude, Mrs. Doubtfire is fucking hilarious. And Hook is, it's Hook, man. I mean, come on. Rufio, Rufio.
3: I got to agree with uh, Chris. Definitely Jumanji. Uh, Hook, there's something kind of like a magical about that, right? It's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's just nostalgia or what, but uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, also a real feel-good movie, kind of a happy movie uh, in the end. And Jumanji, though good, just doesn't have that that magic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. Jumanji was the shit. I loved it. And it might, I don't know why it hit home to me, man. It was all sad because he, he, got, he got left in the jungle for years. But I wa- I feel like I watched that movie more than I did Mr. Mrs. Doubtfire. So the only thing I would just throw Mrs. Doubtfire out is because I've seen those the other two so many times. Hook, magical as fuck, for sure.
1: It's a a toss-up. It's really hard because just like Al said, man, I fucking love Jumanji. And I used to watch Mrs. Doubtfire all the time growing up and then also Hook. But I guess if I had to cut one out, I might have to jump on the Jumanji bandwagon, unfortunately. But yeah, that one used to... He did. He had a lot of a string of just like magical movies like that, because I mean, even in Jumanji, like I remember even being a kid and being like, dang, he was in the jungle all that time. And then it was dope at the end to see like his life get reset and he was with uh, that girl, his friend or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. So that's really hard, man, for sure. But I think I have to go with Jumanji personally as well.
4: Yeah, this one is very hard. All three movies I definitely watched on repeat often as a kid. But I keep flipping back to Jumanji and Mrs. Doubtfire just because, I mean, Hook is probably in like my top 10 of favorite movies of all time. So definitely going to keep Hook. But I'd say Mrs. Doubtfire, hilarious movie. Um, but Jumanji, yeah, like you said, I just it just hit a little bit differently. I mean, the whole aspect of the game and the plot and how... They introduced it to the movie. I thought it was really great. So have to go with Mrs. Doubtfire for me.
1: It was a run by fruiting.
3: That's, that's I was gonna. I was gonna use that for the quote game. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a run by fruiting.
3: <laughs> All right, fellas. Until next
4: time.
1: Until next time. We love you.
0: Things we dig. Great episode, gentlemen.
2: we Dug it. Hi, guys.